Should the Los Angeles Rams look into signing recently released edge rusher Whitney Merciless, formerly of the Houston Texans? Find out on this episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this one, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place just to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And now we can dive into some of these topics on this Wednesday episode here at the Locked On Rams pod. Unfortunately, for those that are watching on YouTube, my guy Brad Motter is not going to be joining us for this one. Hopefully we can get him in later this week, sort of like we did last week, and get one of those later episodes in with my guy. He's currently moving, so he's a little bit preoccupied. The guy probably doesn't even have internet at this point, so... Shout out to Brad for always being here. Unfortunately, he's not going to be on this one, but we got a lot to discuss on this episode. I dug into some interesting topics, pulled up a lot of interesting stats that we're going to dive into in the final segment uh, and close off with that. It's very interesting to see how well this team is playing in comparison to every other team in the NFL. And then, of course, I teased in the intro, a good pass rusher was just released by the Houston Texans yesterday, a veteran called Whitney Merciless. We'll dive into if he makes any sense for the Rams here. And then, of course, there is also a bit of an update in terms of the injury updates and things like that. So we can begin there. I already know somebody's going to ask me, for those that are watching on YouTube, I am wearing a Raptors jersey, a Vince Carter throwback. The NBA season is officially kicking off here while you guys are probably listening to this. It's already one day into the season. So I'm from Canada, nearby Toronto. You know, I had to rep the squad. Go Raptors. We'll see how it goes this season. But now we can get into this topic here. And uh, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. Unfortunately, tight end Johnny Munt, running back or kicker turner, if you want to call him that, Jake Funk, both going to be out for the season. Both guys were placed on injured reserve. And in corresponding moves, the Rams actually signed Buddy Howell and Dante Dion, who was sort of already on the team last week. I don't know exactly how it works. I think you can sort of elevate a guy for a couple days to play from the practice squad and then bring him back down. Uh, so it's a little bit confusing, but that's basically what the Rams did. They signed two guys in Howell and Dion that were already on their practice squad, basically already a part of the team. So there's really no outside additions here. They didn't go into the free agent market to replace these two guys. Obviously, neither guy is a tight end. And so there's really going to be no filled role there. We'll see how the Rams go about filling Johnny Munt's role moving forward. And Jake Funk, I mean, he wasn't really much of a running back uh, in terms of what the Rams wanted out of him. He was the kick returner, though, the starting kick returner. And so according to the Rams, Howell might be that guy now to start at the kick returning position and handle those duties for the time being. So we'll see, you know, if he does get that opportunity and how long he lasts and if something happens to him or his performance just really isn't up to par, who they might move to next. So Right now, the Rams are sort of in transition, but luckily for them, they didn't really lose anybody that's hugely important to the team. Let's just be honest here. Great guys. You know, we wish these guys well in terms of Munt and Funk. Hopefully they can rebound and uh, go through the rehab and get healthy and then next season come back to contribute for the team. But either way, they're still going to be in the building. They're still going to be a part of this roster and this team. And uh, ultimately, this team is still going to be one of those 
Super Bowl favorites, as we call them. So now that stuff's out of the way. We can dive into the big question mark here. And I think if you asked a lot of people, probably a lot of them would agree. And this is going to be funny because in the final segment, we have a little statistic that might kind of foreshadow that the Rams don't really need to make a move here. But now the question is, should the Rams look into signing Ed Rusher, Whitney Merciless? And uh, the reason I bring this topic up is because Merciless is a guy who's been in the NFL for a long time. I think he was drafted back in like 2012, somewhere around there. And he's been with the Houston Texans ever since, a former first-round pick. And he's played alongside some very good defensive linemen. We're talking guys like J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney. I think even Mario Williams way back when, when he was with the Houston Texans. I don't know if you guys remember that name. I think he was also a former first overall pick and a guy that was just absolutely unreal back in the day when he was in his prime. He's not even in the NFL anymore. So this guy's been through a lot in terms of what he's seen with the Texans. A lot of decent seasons actually there, you know, the early 2010s. Uh, they were a playoff team. Like this team was good. They had Andre Johnson. They had some of those players there. Uh, but since, you know, especially now doesn't look good. And basically Whitney Merciless came out and said that this was sort of a duo decision where, you know, the franchise probably wanted to go in a different direction. Let's be honest here. The Texans are probably fighting for the number one overall pick, not exactly a Super Bowl place. And, uh, of course, Merciless, I'm sure at this point in his career, he's on the wrong side of 30. He wants to play for a contender. That's what he came out and said probably going to value winning and trying to get to the playoffs a little bit more than something like money, which is pretty damn good for the Rams, right? You talk about this team here. We've talked about it on this podcast many times, whether you're a Rams fan or not, let's just call it what it is. This team is very good. They're five and one right now, and they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, you can ask a hundred different people who are unbiased, and I'm pretty sure that every single one of them would have the Rams in their top five in terms of the power rankings right now, if not, you know, second or third overall. So this team is clearly one of those teams that has a chance to get to a Super Bowl, is one of the top two, top three teams in the NFC. And when you're Whitney Merciless, you're looking at this as an opportunity now. Should the Rams be interested in adding this guy? Well, I think they definitely should be, even though their defensive line has performed well, and we've talked about it much on this podcast. You know, Justin Hollins, you lose him to an injury. Of course, that hurts. But even since he's been down, this defensive line has been great. I know they're always going to be led by Aaron Donald, but we know what Aaron Donald is at this point. There's no point to even rehash it and discuss it. The guy's just built different than everyone else. It's the guys outside of him that have really stepped up that we entered this season with a lot of question marks. You know, we had their name sort of circle talking about, can these guys step up? Are we going to be talking about the edge position as one that the Rams are going to need in a few months? And you look at guys like Leonard Floyd, He's earned every single dollar of that big $64 million contract that he signed in the offseason. He's making $16 million a year, and yet right now he's earned every single penny of that, in my opinion. The guy's been everything you could ask, and then some. And then across from him, of course, some of the guys to step up in Hollins' absence, looking at guys like Terrell Lewis and Obo Okoronko now, who's finally back on the roster and healthy, they're all finding ways to step up. So when you look at it like that, maybe the Rams shouldn't spend valuable dollars or a roster place or a roster spot on a guy like Merciless. But we'll dive into in just a second what he could bring to the table for this defense. And of course, you guys can always follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. And if you're a person who drives a car, I've told you about this app. It's totally free. It's called Get Upside you should download it. I mean, you can get up to 25 cents cash back for every single gallon of gas that you fill up with. Like I mentioned, the app entirely free. You can download it on the App Store or Google Play right now. The promo code is called Touchdown. 
And as soon as you download it, you can get a bonus 25 cents, which puts you up to 50 cents cash back for every gallon that you fill up with. Whether you're a person who likes to commute and listen to this podcast, or you just drive for whatever reason, doesn't really matter why, there's really no downside to this app. You can cash out at any time. The money can go straight to your bank account, PayPal, or you can get it through gift cards, however you prefer. As I mentioned, the app is entirely free. It is called Get Upside, and the promo code that you can use is TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Now we can dive into this second segment and pick up right where we left off and dive back into this merciless discussion because on one hand, you know, you, you see my shoulders here. You look at one shoulder, you got that good angel telling you, you don't really need it. The Rams look pretty good in terms of their pass rush right now. Why even ruin that rotation or try to, you know, fix something that isn't broken. But on the other side, you know, my other shoulder, you got the devil saying, well, pass rushers, they get hurt like everyone else. And not only that, but isn't it better to have, you know, another pass rusher to put into that rotation? So when you're 50, 60, 70 plays into it, or you're in week 17, 18, you know, in the playoffs, the second, third round of the playoffs, don't you want to have some guys that are fresh that can put their hands in the dirt, pin their ears back and get after the quarterback? And that's sort of the angle that I'm coming from here is, you know, when you look at the Rams right now, they don't have a ton of cap space. I think they're under 2 million, which it's just not much. I mean, you really can't do much with that. But in terms of this pass rush, I think they're as good as they need to be right now. Like, let's just call it what it is. I think they're playing well and they don't necessarily need a talent addition there. I think they're getting the job done and they're doing more than I expected coming into the season, way more. But when it comes to trying to add more pieces to this Super Bowl roster, I think you can't go wrong. I mean, at any time an injury can strike and we know that guys like Oboe, Okoronkwo, and Terrell Lewis as great as they're playing, they've never really been durable. And I'm not going to say, you know, they're going to get hurt at some point, knock on wood that they don't, but it's going to be hard to rely on those guys to play 30, 40, 50 snaps a game moving forward throughout the rest of the season. And then of course, into the playoffs. But not only that, I mean, having another pass rusher is just good. Why not have four or five guys that you can rely on, that you feel good about, that you can consistently rotate all game and be fresh. I would rather have a guy play 25 snaps and be entirely fresh for all 25 snaps versus one player playing 50 snaps and you know half-assing half of those snaps. So I'm not saying that's what's happening right now, but I am saying that you know you look at some of the best defensive lines in football, the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, they are like seven, eight, nine players deep across their defensive line, and they do it better than anyone else when it comes to building from the trenches backwards. So my opinion, you can't really go wrong. Now, looking at Merciless's body of work, he's not having the best season this year, which I'm not shocked by. I mean, we're talking about a Houston Texans team that is just not good. He might not be motivated to play that well. Uh, he's obviously not being put into a lot of positions where he can rush the passer because the Texans are not up by two, three, four scores ever, really. They're not even up, never mind being up by a big amount. So you look at the pressures, and these numbers are all from PFF. Only five pressures this season, but two sacks. You look back to 2020. 20 pressures on the season, four and a half sacks, not a great season. I mean, 20 pressures is just not much for an entire year, but 2018 and 2019 is where he really had some of that juice. You look back to those years and that is the kind of player that I think could be a big addition for this defense. 2019, 46 pressures in that season, seven and a half sacks, 2018, 40 pressures, four sacks. So this is a guy that has a lot of production over the course of his career. I didn't even dive into the five, six prior years to that where he was even more productive. I mean, when he was younger, he was a legitimate presence coming off the edge. Now, 
This guy's not going to be someone that I think you can expect to have 15 sacks per season. That's not really who he is at this point in time. But the Rams don't need that kind of guy either. They need a guy who can just rotate with somebody else, like a Terrell Lewis, maybe a Obo Okoronkwo, um, third and 12, third and 15, and just go after the quarterback. If he can add another three, four sacks per season, maybe another 15 to 25 pressures, I think that's a huge addition that could definitely help this unit. Now, of course, we did talk about they don't need him. So if they don't get him, it's not the end of the world. You know, the Rams will be just fine, especially on that defensive line. I think this is one of the stronger units on the team right now. But if you're looking to kind of spice up that position, maybe add someone that can rotate with those guys, strengthen up a unit that is already a strength, as they say. Uh, there's definitely no downside to that, in my opinion. So we'll see if the Rams are a player. I think the one thing that could sort of attach them to this team and make them a player is just the fact that they are a contender, right? This guy is not going to look to join the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if he is, then he's only after the money. And he's already stated that he wants to play for a contender. So maybe Merciless is willing to leave a little bit of money on the table, work with a team like the Rams who probably aren't you know, going to throw the most cash at him in comparison to some of these other teams. But they could give him the best chance to win a Super Bowl ring, play some meaningful games in the playoffs. So we'll see how much he values that. But at the end of the day, it's always fun to kind of connect these dots and see if there's any rumors that kind of float about. Now we can dive into some of these fun stats that I've dug up, some on the offense, some on the defense, some very random. I mean, some are on the offensive line, some are in the passing game, some are the defensive line. We'll actually pick up right where we left off here with the defensive line. And the reason why I keep saying they don't necessarily need someone like Whitney Merciless is simply because right now they have 134 total pressures on the season. And uh, that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? And I told you guys, a couple of episodes now throughout last week, the Rams ranked second in total pressures only to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys at the time had 110. The Rams had 108. Now at 134 after that Giants game, they're first in the NFL. They're tied for first with the Las Vegas Raiders who also have 134. That goes to show you, man, how much these guys are standing out. They're playing fantastic. I mean, it's really crazy to see how quickly some of these players can develop right before your eyes. And of course, the Rams, especially on the offensive side of the ball, are putting them in advantageous positions, right? We're not talking about a team here who is losing by 21 going into a fourth quarter. Not at all. I mean, the Rams, even going back to this last game against the Giants, they were up 38 to three. Like, you're going to get chances to rush the passer because the Giants and some of these other teams, they're not going to run the football when they're down 14, 17, 21, 30 points. So, of course, they do have some more advantageous positions than maybe some of these other teams do but that's exactly how you, you want to be built as a franchise and as a roster that's literally the name of the game get way ahead on the offensive side of the ball let the defense do what they do and then at the end tee off as they say run up some of those statistics get the accolades the pro bowl awards based off of that kind of stuff because i'm telling you i'm not a player but i know for a fact that's a lot funner for players than going down to a fourth quarter, down 21, not getting a chance to rush the passer. So, of course, the Rams are doing it well right now. They're built in the proper way to where they can get some pretty quick leads. And then not only that, but they can sort of tee off on offenses at the end in that third, fourth quarter, sort of run up some of those statistics. So right now they've done a great job, and that's maybe why they won't go after Whitney Merciless, especially when you think about Justin Hollins coming back at some point later this season. That unit's only going to get stronger. So in just a second here, we'll dive into some of these remaining fun stats and make sure to tune back in tomorrow here at the Locked on Rams podcast for your first daily listen for our Thursday crossover episode when we dive into 
this Rams and Detroit Lions game. We're going to break it down with our Locked On Lions host. It's going to be a fun episode to hear what some of our old friends, Jared Goff and Michael Brockers, are up to. Now we can dive into some of these sponsors for this episode. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get just tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can go to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing that you're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. The Smarties McFlurry, it is unmatched. And by the way, I heard uh, a little funny tidbit from my friends in Alabama. Shout out JV and Greg. Smarties are not the same in Canada as they are in the U.S. Smarties to you guys are apparently some sort of little powdered candy, which is what we call rockets. In Canada, a Smarties is basically an M&M without a peanut. That is the undefeated flavor when it comes to McFlurries. It is just so good. I mean, those things are absolutely undeniably amazing. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can get together to recharge. It's a place you can always look forward to going to stopping at a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Rams watch party? Man, that would be a great time in my opinion. Not only that, but McDonald's, man. When you're hungover at the end of the night, had a few drinks, one too many. I know I've went through that myself. There is absolutely no food that's going to get you right like McDonald's. So make sure you guys go check them out. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have had McDonald's at some point in your life. McDonald's, I'm loving it. And now we can dive into our second sponsor here. You guys have heard me talk about the Built Bar many times on this podcast. They just sent me a little care package. I can now state it, the coconut brownie chunk flavor undefeated. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. If you like coconuts, if you like that flavor, if you like chocolate and coconuts together, I personally do. You have to try this out. I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing. There is no doubt about it. Blueberry muffin, also a very solid flavor. Those are the two that I got to try this time around. They're fantastic. The bars, like I told you just now, they're so delicious. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And thank you guys, as always, so much for making us your first daily listen here at the Locked on Rams podcast. For your second daily listen, go check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. These guys are going to break down every major NFL news story every single day in under 30 minutes, entirely free, wherever you get your podcasts. And now we could dive right back into where we left off with some of these fun and interesting statistics. No more time to waste. Let's get right back into it. I want to look at this offensive line now. These guys, and we've talked about it. I've tried to give them some of the love that I feel like is lacking out there. You know, these guys are playing great football. When you look at the numbers, all that does is tell us really how great they're playing. I mean, they've only allowed seven sacks on this season. That is the second fewest. Only the Washington football team has allowed fewer than that. In terms of the total pressures, only 63 allowed this season. That is the fewest of any offense in football right now. That is a huge, huge, huge shout out to the offensive line. Those five guys, the tight ends that get asked to chip every now and again, the running backs who are left in pass pro. You look at Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, absolutely outstanding. And not only that, but quarterback Matthew Stafford too, for knowing how to climb the pocket, knowing when to leave the pocket, knowing when to stay in the pocket and not just leaving and bailing for no reason at all. 
He does a great, great job of maneuvering inside the pocket and helping out his offensive lineman, which is really something that I think we lacked in Los Angeles over the last four or five years. Now it's anything but. It feels like two entire different ends of the spectrum where on one side, there is no pocket presence whatsoever. And now it's like, regardless of if there's pressure, if there's no pressure, how long a play may take to develop, it feels like there's a chance that it's going to work out. So a huge shout out to everyone on that offensive side of the ball, but especially those guys that are involved in pass protection. They've done a marvelous job. Now you look at some of the passing offense statistics and uh, yeah, they're pretty good as well. So 43 explosive passing plays this season. That's passing plays of 15 plus yards. That is the third most in the NFL. And the reason they're not first or second is just because they don't have the ball as much as some of those other teams do. So you look at the pass percentage here, the explosive pass percentage, the Rams are first in the NFL at 21.1%, meaning 21.1% of their passing attempts are considered explosive passes, 15 plus yards. And that is more important than just the outright explosive plays passing, because now you're looking at it from an efficiency basis in terms of how many passes are thrown in comparison to how many passes out of those are explosives. The Rams do it better than anybody else in the NFL. So again, Matthew Stafford, quarterback, some of those receivers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, even the tight ends, Tyler Higby. Man, this passing game is pretty good. And if you don't even believe that just yet, you look at the yards per attempt right now. The Rams also first in the NFL at 9.09. This is absurd. I mean, everything that we expected out of Matthew Stafford has come to fruition. Like this passing game, we were sold the idea that they were going to be more explosive. They were going to be a lot better downfield. They were going to create much more chunk plays. They were going to not need 15, 16, 18, 12 play drives all the time to score. Sometimes they were going to score in three plays or in four plays or in six plays. And that is exactly what they are right now. I mean, the marriage right now between Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay is literally perfect. Yes, there's always things to work on. Of course, that's the NFL. There's a few passes here or there that seem a little bit inaccurate. You know, of course, there's been a few interceptions, things like that. I mean, this is the NFL. Everyone's collecting checks here. You know, those defenders are trying to get paid too. So let's just be honest here. Yeah, mistakes are going to happen. But I mean, overarching theme here, 99.9% .9 of the time, the Rams are doing the right thing on the offensive side of the ball. They're more explosive, more efficient, more consistent than pretty much everyone else in the NFL right now, man. This is so crazy to see how it took absolutely no time to transition to into something that is this successful. I mean, it really took basically one offseason and no preseason games, no live snaps. Like I mentioned a lot on this podcast, they're still working through some of those reps, I think, where they're just not at 100%. And they might not be for another handful of weeks. And that's so exciting to me because you look at how good they've been already. There's still a little bit more to be had. Like this team, I think, is not going to be playing their best football until December. And that's super exciting because we want this team to get to the Super Bowl. And as we know right now, they're probably already good enough to get there. And the fact is they can still improve. And if they do actually improve and hit that peak and that ceiling that we expect out of them, who's to say that anybody can stop them, right? This team has legitimate Super Bowl capabilities and it all begins at the offense there. They're playing absolutely outstanding. The one thing that I dug up here, and this is going to be the last stat of this episode, it's a little bit funny and random. The Rams are actually dead last in missed tackles forced this season on offense with only 32, which is a little bit weird. And it kind of feels like that's not even true, but it is, I guess. So 
I think part of the reason why, and we've talked about it even, I think on this podcast, I can't remember, definitely on Twitter, I've mentioned it. Maybe the running backs aren't, you know, as creative as we thought they were. I thought these guys were a little bit more creative in terms of being able to, you know, break tackles and create at the second and third levels of the defense. But Daryl Henderson just doesn't break that many tackles. Like he hasn't, he has very good vision and he does a good job of gaining a lot of yardage before contact. But in terms of breaking tackles, Sony Michelle's been the more creative or productive running back in terms of at least that statistic. But in general, the offense just doesn't have that many broken tackles. I mean, they're dead last in the NFL right now. So that's a little bit funny, uh, especially because, you know, we've looked at these receivers over the last couple of years. There's no duo of receivers that have created more yards after contact than Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Now, I think just because of how the Rams play on offense this year might be the reason why uh, you look at the running game. They're just not that creative maybe. But in the passing game, you don't need to break a tackle when you're seven yards past your cornerback and you're catching a 72-yard touchdown, right? So I think it's just kind of a how they're built and how they've sort of played this season. And it's not really indicative of anything. I mean, they're the best offense in the NFL. Arguably, they're definitely top three or four. There's no doubt about that. And yet they're dead last in missed tackles force. It's just kind of a little bit of a funny statistic to bring up because it feels like the Rams have always been pretty good at creating on the offensive side of the ball, at least in terms of making tacklers miss. Now, we'll see if that number changes and it doesn't really mean anything. It's just kind of funny to note and look at. Uh, but ultimately, right now, there's nothing to complain about. This offense is playing great. They are clicking on all levels. Still, there's a lot more to be had, I think. They got to get rid of some of those glitches, the missed passes, the early starts that have just been really, really slow. A lot of slow first quarters over the last handful of games. So we'll see if they clean that up. And when they do, of course, they got a good opportunity in this next game against the Detroit Lions to do that. And then some to improve that record to six and one. It's going to be a fun battle against some old friends, Michael Brockers, Aubrey Pleasant. You look at guys like Brad Holmes, not even just Jared Goff. I mean, there's a lot of former Rams in that building. So it's going to mean a little bit something extra special for those guys. And not only them, but quarterback Matthew Stafford and some of those former Detroit Lions players on the Rams roster as well. So make sure to tune back in throughout the rest of this week here as your first daily listen at the Locked on Rams podcast. Tomorrow's episode going to be the crossover episode between Locked on Rams and Locked on Lions. We'll break down everything you need to know about both teams and the matchups to watch in that one, as well as our predictions and you guys can always follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.